Electronic walkabout. No one should have to walk through life alone. We share good times, bad times, and the best of times. Everyone needs a little direction now and again. Let TC and Wilkie show you the way. A podcast where we talk about the important things in life. Come journey with us. Electronic walkabout. Hello, this is your host TC, and together with Wilkie, we welcome you to another episode of eWalkabout a podcast where we talk about the important things in life. Good morning, everyone. Journey with us today as we welcome another guest and talk about the importance of knowing when it's your time to move from one chapter of your life to the next. Bob Reese is our guest today. He's well-respected in the football community and is here to share his insight in dealing with some of his own best before dates that seem in their proper light are just catalysts for new opportunities and future successes. But first, as always, a good news story. Good morning, Wilkie. Morning, TC. Morning, Bob. Morning. Uh, yeah, the good news story today is kind of fits with our guest. Ten GW Graham Grizzlies played in the Canada Cup for Team BC right now. Our quarterback's actually going to be playing in the second and fourth quarter of this game going on right now as we speak. So that's good news story for me because, as you know, we coach a lot of these kids where they were the Chilliwack Giants. Bob will probably see a few of these guys in two years, right? So... Good news that our high school, where I coach at, is uh, producing some talent. It's pretty good. Wow, wow that that is that is a good news story. And and I know our listeners won't be surprised when I say this, but truly, uh, Chilliwack is a great, fantastic football community. But uh, on to our guest. And for those listeners who do not know Bob, he began his football career on Canada's west coast, where he excelled as a member of the Abbotsford. Air Force, becoming a multiple-time BCFC All-Star. Bob then headed to the University of Manitoba, where he was a standout defensive back, leading the nation in interceptions, and won a Vanier Cup championship in 2007 as team captain. Bob continued in coaching. He first coached at the University of Manitoba. Today, Bob is the head coach of the Valley Huskers junior football team. The Huskers belong to the Canadian Junior Football League and play in the British Columbia Football Conference. Morning, Bob. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for uh, having me on. It's uh, it's a great opportunity to <clears throat> come and talk some football with you guys. I'm excited. The first question is obvious because I got into sports because of my dad and then the people around me, like my friends. I was lucky enough to meet people who were like-minded, right? My best friend, you guys know Ian. We played football together in grade eight and nine and stuff like that. So my, the short end of this long question is, what, how did you become involved with uh, football? Uh, I mean, I, I was always into sports. Like, uh, you know, I think I started watching CFL football as soon as I could grasp what TV channels were. And, and certainly I had uh older brother um, who was always into sports as well. He was two years older than me. So I was always out trying to play um, well before I played organized football, just out on the fields, um, you know, playing with his older friends and uh, taking a bit of a beating at most of the times. Um, but but I think that helped me, you know, push myself to always want to be a, a better football player. Um, I played multiple sports growing up. I, I didn't actually uh, get into football till a little bit later in, or, in organized. I grew up in Mission and, and we didn't have football there until I, th- I think I was 12. But but yeah, I was always playing with with older people 
school and uh, just being a part of it. I and you know like when when football did come to to town and you know I was I had begged my parents to play hockey and and like I said I grew up in a really large family and and playing hockey is extremely expensive. So when football came and my brother was like I'm signing up for football and you know I'm like well if you're doing it I'm doing it and I'm going to try to do it a little bit better you know and that was always our battle back and forth. So it was yeah I started playing at at 12 years old and you know that was sort of the the last sport that I've played you know <laughs> yeah. once football became full-time for me and, and that became pretty quick played a bit of baseball still but but really focused in on playing football yeah yeah that's awesome yeah it's funny because Ian and I both when we were kids there was no like for the like community there was none of that so we had to wait till high school to play so we both got cross-boundary passes to go to Abby's junior yeah football there right you couldn't play at uh, Moa didn't have a program and then Yale didn't have programs so we had to take cross-boundaries so yeah, we did what we could to play football too. So uh, I played two years in high school. I think Ian played most all throughout, but we played touch football after because, you know, I was no good. <laughs> we touch really, like how many years did you play football tackle, I guess, in, in total? Uh, tackle football, I think it was probably 16 or, or 17 years. I played a number of years in, in community football and, you know, and then moved on to the Abbotsford Air Force. I, I played four seasons there and then, and then I was off to the University of Manitoba, you know, and, and, and was able, lucky enough to, to play on an outstanding team and capture a national championship in my last year, which was an awesome experience. And, you know, thought my whole life I'd be playing pro football. And, you know, I had prepared myself and pushed myself to play pro football. And, you know, I got a couple sniffs at, at some free agency and, and this and that, but nothing really panned out. So I went and played a year over in Europe. And, and finished my playing career in, in a travel and enjoying life experience type of thing. And, and that last year was, was the last year of football. I think I was 28 at that point. So, yeah, 16 or, or 17 seasons of, of tackle football and give, giving up all my summers. And, um, you know, I, I don't really know what a full summer is because of, of football, but I wouldn't change it. You know, it's, it's something I love to do and super – you know, just it's a lifestyle, really. You know, football is a lifestyle, so it's something that I've put a lot of time and effort into, and and it's been a long time, and I obviously haven't given it up yet, because because now I continue to coach. So, in total, it's yeah, sixteen or seventeen years playing. That's so funny. This is the second summer I've had with since my son aged out that I've had nothing to do in the summer since he was ten years old. Crazy. Yeah, it's such a change, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's like, well, what do I do? I got all this extra time. <laughs> like, it's funny. One of my coaches who coached with me last year, he's he's not back this year. Just he's got some family things going on back home. But I just got off the phone with him yesterday. I'm like, so what are you doing, like, with your life? And <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm like doing some gardening and like things around the house and you know the the civilian type of things that that you do and, and enjoying summer. He's like, I've been out to the cabin. A bunch and I've done all these different things and it's like wow that's crazy I don't yeah. I never get the time to do all that but I started playing slow pitch again oh yeah golfing more golf <laughs> golf's a great way to kill some time yeah absolutely it is well maybe we need to have a podcast on life after football that might be something that might be we that, could dive into right so. oh for sure that'd be a, a, a good podcast yeah. there's a lot of things that go along with with the transition from football to life it certainly is a a tough moment for for a lot of people and you've put so much and i think that's with any 
thing that you dedicate so much time to when it when it ends you know there's a there's a lot to to figure out in what your new path is yeah yeah i, I agree i said to my kid i said because he went up to county school to school and he made the broncos but then he didn't play because he was, said he was too busy with school right but i said if you quit you're gonna regret it and a year later guess what he said to me oh for That's sure that's football yeah, there's only a short period of time in your life that you can play tackle football competitively. You know, it's it's not, you know, men's league baseball or something like that that's out there. It's it's a tough on the body for sure. So just out of curiosity, what, what kind of opportunities has football given you uh, playing all those years? Oh, like every opportunity. Football has provided me with, you know, different opportunities to see a lot of this country, you know, that, that I probably wouldn't have if, if I just got into working or something like that out of high school. I've, you know, I've been to almost every major city in Canada. You know, I went over to Europe and, and spent four months over there and, and saw a lot of, you know, the Eastern Europe that, again, I never would have, you know, but, but football creates opportunities in, in life all over the place. Jobs, the amount of people that you meet in football just provides you with so many different networking things. And, and that always leads to, to different opportunities. I've gotten involved in so many community events and, and things like that that have come through football and, and just meeting people of all different walks of life. You know, football is a very unique sport in that the roster is so big. I mean, we have 80 guys on our roster. Like, it's not basketball or hockey where you generally get the same type of person, you know, an, an offensive lineman and a defensive back are two very different types of people. And so the opportunity just to engage with people of all different walks of life and, and you know, network and man, it's provided me, you know, almost every opportunity I've had since, since you know, moving on from, from high school. And not, not that we would want to see you go. However, that uh, you and I have talked about it just briefly because we know that at one point, and it doesn't matter whether it's you or anybody else that's wearing that head coach hat, there, there's going to be life after being in that role. And so you have to be able to prepare yourself to, to go on to that next, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I tell my players that all the time, too, is like this game it's going to end at some point for you, you know, whether that's, you know, a couple years from now or whether it's after a lengthy professional career. So you need to learn a lot of life lessons that football teaches you. And it does. Football teaches you a lot of different uh, lessons in life. So if you're taking advantage of it when it does end, uh, you're going to be a lot more prepared for, for life in general. Oh, thank that. You know, that, that's fantastic advice. You know, one of the things I am kind of curious about, uh, and just from from your own experience, um, did you did you know that 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 football career playing on the field was coming to an end, or did it just kind of hit you like a freight train? Like, what happened with that? Like, ah. and, and really, what we're talking about is best before dates because everybody sure. a best before date because. You can't keep doing what you want to do at the highest level forever. There, there's a point where you got to go, okay, this isn't working for me. I have to move on to something different. Yeah. And that's such a tough question. I think it's a, a bit of both, really. Like I knew, you know, my last year playing with the Bisons, you know, like I, I knew 
that their potential was for this to be ending soon, you know, but mentally and, and physically at that point, like I, I you know, I, I didn't think I had hit my best before date yet. I thought I was playing really good football. And but when you get to that level, it's not about what you want to do at that point. It's, uh, you know, it's it does somebody want you, you know, and, and are you, you know, at the point where somebody's going to pay you to, to play football? And but in the same, you know, as I say that, like my body was pretty you know, close to expiration date in football playing at that point. I'd had multiple surgeries and, you know, like the aches and the pains get, um, you know, got more and more. And, and I knew if I did play pro football, it probably wasn't going to be a, a long career, you know, getting to the pros at 27 is different than getting there at, you know, 23, 24, you know, those are, those are years that, that add up, you know, and I played a very physical position and, um, you know, so certainly I knew my body wasn't going to last forever, but I think in the moment it hits you like a freight train. It, it really does, you know, and to, to like, kind of like I touched on earlier to be all in on something and then have it end, you know, it, it's tough. It's a tough situation. Yeah, uh, totally. Like that's that's going into my next question is, it's hard when you have to give up something that you're working your whole life at, right? Even like playing rec sports, it's tough. I'm 49 years old, and I'm having a hard time playing slow pitch now because it's, you know, hard on the body. Playing shortstop, the ball's coming off. So when you had when you came to that realization that it was time to quit, who was your like support system to help you get through that tough time? Because I know I've had a lot of friends who've helped me with a lot of bunch of stuff. So, yeah, that's a it's a great question, and you you do need a strong support system for that. I mean, I relied on you know friends that I had made through football that that were in the same boat. You know, I think a lot of us ended around the same time. Guys that had been you know older guys when I came into the program that that were doing different things now, not, not playing pro, they were working or, you know, so I leaned on them for, for their experiences and, you know, how they handled the transition. Um, and then family, you know, like getting close to family, you know, it was tough living away from family for so long and, you know, just reconnecting and, you know, letting them know, you know, Hey, this is a tough time. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I went through, I went through a tough time. Like it, it really was tough to, to pull yourself out of that, that kind of mind frame of like, you know, I, I should be doing something that I'm not anymore and providing purpose, I guess, in your life from there on was, was tough. So leaning on friends and people that had been through it before, you know, was, was a big thing. Like, you know, just gauging their responses and their, you know, their approach to life after football definitely helped me form my approach to life after football. So just, just kind of building on that, and I know you do interviews with your players every year. Do you broach that subject with some of those players that, that you, you figure, okay, they're coming to their best before date, even, even if they don't realize it, and kind of help them along with that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely not in such a blunt way that it's like, hey, hey, kid, this this is gonna end for you soon. But, but yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm always, you know, what what are you gonna do when football's done? You know, or and even kids that are going off to university and kids that have potential to play pro football, like that's something I'm always trying to prepare kids for. You know, and and I guess in a way that's me understanding what happens 
uh, when it does end and, and trying to give experience to, to people that are going to experience that, you know? So yeah. Like what are your plans? Like, you know, do you, are you, are you a school guy? If you are like, that's great. What are you, what are your goals when you, when you finish school? Cause I think in this day and age, just getting a university degree is not, you know, what it used to be. It doesn't just guarantee you a, a high paying job. So like, what are you going to use that for? And yeah, just, just, just continuing to to talk about life outside of, of football. And, and I mean, we do that in, in our interviews just naturally. Like it's part football, it's part life. I think it's good to connect with the guys and, and everything like that. You know, and you say that part life and I see like, uh, and I think you're going to have a great team this year. But what I see football is, is truly an opportunity for those young men to develop like skills and have fun doing it. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Football is a sport that teaches you about life in in so many ways. Like they're, you know, the dedication it takes, you know, which is the same in most sports, but, but discipline and, you know, like I said, diversity in, in, in life is so critically important. And there is such a diverse group in football that you, yeah, you learn a lot about life, how to handle your emotions, how to, you know, how to prepare for, for, for things that you need to do to accomplish your goals. There's, there's a lot of lessons in, in football for sure. I, I know our, uh, or basically our brand story is our football connects communities and builds leaders for tomorrow. And and the thing about that is, is I truly believe that that football does build those leaders for tomorrow. And I just I just want to thank you and your coaching staff because it's it's people like you that that actually develop those youths and send them out to the communities where they continue to be successful. So thanks for doing that. It's truly appreciated. Uh, I appreciate it. Some, sometimes you, you forget that, you know, like the success stories in that, right? So if you look at alumni groups and throughout many different programs, but yeah, absolutely. There's there's a lot of successful alumni that, that come back to football and, um, you know, are, are super successful in different parts of their life. Now, I'm just going to switch gears just a little bit because, I mean, uh, whether you know it or not, but last, it was last month that it was Men's Mental Health Awareness. Yep. And you're actually doing something special with your football players, and you call it mental health. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, men, <clears throat> mental health. Yeah. Okay, so tell us what that program is about, and where where you got the idea, and I, I think I think a better way of asking you, where did you find the passion to to create this and kind of move forward with it? Uh, I mean, I think in, in society nowadays, there's so many, you know, I think the term mental health gets thrown around for, for almost everything, you know, and, and there is, you know, a lot of kids that are going through a lot of different things. Um, and I've found over the course of the past few years when I'm recruiting, <clears throat> that's something that comes up all the time. Coach, I don't know if I can do it. I don't think my mental health is great, or I, I don't know if I can give you a hundred percent, you know, I, I got mental health issues and, you know, and, and by all means there are clinically diagnosed issues that people have, but I think a lot of it is, you know, people just don't have an avenue to talk about things and, and there's, you know, sometimes just, just concerned about or, or, or shut in and, and keep everything. And we use it as a bit of a, a crutch in that situation. So we created a group in our team, obviously, like in a group of 80 guys and, a, and and 20 coaches and staff and everything, you're close to 100. You know, there, there's going to be people that have issues all the time. And we 
you know, started just a men's group just to talk about things, you know, and there's no, you know, set, Hey, you know, you got to come and, and share your whole life story. But if you have, you know, something that, that is affecting you and on a mental level and, and affecting your life and you're, you know, chances are there's 20 other people in this group that are experiencing a very similar situation. It might not be exact, but the, the reactions that they have to things and the the feelings that they have are probably similar. And, you know, so we just created a group that, that we talk about what's going on, you know, and you're free, you're free to share and coaches share or our players share. And, you know, sometimes it's just silly and, and, and really light. And sometimes it gets pretty deep, you know, and, and I think that helps uh, connect our guys, you know, and just sharing what's going on in their life. And obviously it's outside of the football thing. We're not looking at you as a coach player relationship here or, you know, starter backup type thing. It's just, you know, I need somebody to talk to. And then we provide a group that, that you can talk to people about. And it's been successful. We got to get it up and running again. Uh, now that we started practice, we'll get it up and running again this year. But yeah, it's 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 a great opportunity for, for men just to, share what's going on in their life that for me that like you know my feelings with the whole thing and uh, we all like as men we need a place to talk and figure our life out right because even at 50 years old almost i haven't figured it out yet that's just brilliant because a lot of these kids that are coming to you now have been punched in the face with this whole pandemic stuff and lost their passion for football passion for the little things in life so you providing that outlet for them is just Man, I got goosebumps right now because it's just these kids need it. And uh, thanks. Like, that's just brilliant. Uh, appreciate it. And you're always welcome to come down, Wilkie, for sure. I mean, we yeah. invite people. It, it's open to, to you know, we're going to invite the Giants, the the GW Grizzlies, the Sardis Falcons. Um you know, because like you said, it's uh, this isn't something that affects you only as a teenager, or, you know, like we all need a place to share. And I think as men, we're often, you know, told that we got to be the, you know, that the, you, you can't share things and you got to keep it inside. And we're tough, especially in football, like toughness is something that we preach all the time. But mental toughness is so critically important. And if you're not, you know, prepared up there mentally, there's other things that are affecting you. You know, your your success rate on the field is going to to be hindered. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. It, it's just, you know, it's it's something that, you know, is important to me by all means. And and. Um, has been very well received by our guys. Fantastic. And again, thanks so much for you and uh, what your coaching staff does, not only for the players, but for our communities as well. Yeah. It's truly made a difference. I've noticed that over the last few years. Uh, nothing but kudos to you for actually spearheading a lot of that stuff and you're continuing to make a difference in our community. I'm just wondering, is is there any kind of parting advice you would have for our listeners that the kind of speaks how to best deal with their own best before dates or anything else they might you know, kind of want to hear just from your experience. Yeah. I mean, I think your best before date is, is a lot about, you know, how, how much you're willing to put out there, you know, like if, if adversity is going to get you down, your, your best before date is, is going to be sooner. You know, if you, if you love something and, and, you know, it doesn't have to be football, but, you know, if you're passionate about it, you know, you can push it as far as you can. And and life might change and life might tell you, 
at some point that that it's over. But but until that point, until you hit that point, just give everything you have into it because you don't get to go back in life. You don't get to, you know, redo it, you know, like, so give it uh, everything that you have and until, you know, either the body says no or the mind says no, or, you know, outside factors say no, but you know, it's, it's too, you know, especially in football, like you can, you can have this taken from you, you know, due to injury or whatever, uh, well before you thought your best before date was. So if you're not giving it everything you got, you know, I think we touched about regrets earlier and you're going to have regrets, you know, so don't regret nothing. Give it everything you have. And, and when it's over, it's over and <laughs> transition and, and, you know, use the, use what you've learned in those, you know, in those experiences in life to, to better the, the next chapter of your life. Perfect. And that's truly, truly sage advice. Unfortunately, that music again. Uh, you know what? It's not bad music, but it really all it does is tells us that this episode's come to an end. But throughout our lives, we will experience more than one of our very own best before dates. But during these experiences, uh, there's no question it could be challenging. To meet the challenges, consider this advice. Know that they will happen. Don't be surprised. Have a plan to deal with your transition long before it happens. Realizing one of your best before date just means you are moving from one chapter of your life to another, and it's what life is all about. Be patient with yourself. You're dealing with a different type of change, and most important, celebrate your successes before moving on to the next challenge. Remember, take advantage of the moment before the moment takes advantage of you. To learn more about eWalkabout, please visit us at eWalkabout.ca. That was awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Yeah.